Hey yo! Welcome to the Arts Block Podcast for artists, for artists, by artists, by artists. We can talk about anything that we want. Give it up from Eric Cray, the third, third, third gentleman. Hey yo! Welcome back to another episode of the Arts Block Podcast. And today, I'm your host, Eric Curry. We have a very special guest, ladies and gentlemen. We have a brother of mine, one of the smartest people I know on earth. We have Mickey with us today, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Mickey. Give it up for myself. I'm that man, man. What's up, bro? I'm chilling, man. How you been, Eric? I've been chilling, fool. I mean, we out here. Pandemic 2020. This year sucks. <laughs> it's good to see we made it to October. When the aliens come in November, I'm hyped. Man, I can't wait till November. Thanksgiving. It's my birthday too, November. November 20th. It is. Damn, what I, you doing for your birthday? Literally nothing. Because I can't. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching for the aliens if they come. Uh, that'll be a great, that'll be a cool birthday gift, right? No, nah, bro, we got it. We got to do something. I mean, but it's like so close to Thanksgiving, though. That's the issue. My birthday is like. But, bro, this is 15. It's 15, but it's like. I don't know, man. Like, 15 is cool and all, but like, I don't. No, nah, bro. Not, doing, I, I've doing. never been hype over my birthday. Like, I, I, ne- I didn't grow up with that much shit on my birthday. So it's like, that's why I don't really care. Like, now, I understand, but we're, we got to do something. It's 15. We have to. At this point, you don't have no other option. I'm gonna figure out something. 16. Next year, sixteen. I'll we can do something then. I bet next year, sixteen. Yeah, let's let's, we, let's just wait. Let's just wait. Look. All right. Cool. I can wait. I can wait. We'll get turned up on sixteen, but for fifteen, we're gonna have to have to cool it down because the pandemic and COVID. I'm not. I'm not trying to have some super birthday party bash and then everybody get Rona and then I'm I'm the one responsible. I feel that. I feel that. Um, the reason I invited you on the podcast, I told you before like I started recording stuff that you are a very honest and very open individual. Right. And, um, we have a lot of things in common and we also have a lot of things not in common, but every time we, but, but I like talking to you because every time we express our differences and stuff, it's always a mutual respect. Right. I tell you why I feel this type of way. You tell me why you feel this type of way. And it's always a mutual respect, right? It's no judgment zone. Um, so before we really dive into like the questions and stuff, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your, you know, your um, not give a fuckness, and then we can then we can really get this jump started. Well, all right. Um, as a, as Eric introduced me, my name is Mickey. Um, I'm a screenwriter and a director and an actor. Um, I also do some stand up comedy from time to time. I also do PCP from time to time. So who knows what I really do. Um. I think, you know, I'm, I'm as, as Eric said, I'm 14, so 15th birthday coming up. Um, I don't try and sugarcoat nothing because it's like, man, we ain't got that much time on this earth. Everybody got an opinion, so why not say what I got to say? Everybody's going to hate me one way or the other, so like, I'm going to say what I got to say. You either love it or you hate it. It is what it is. Like, I'm, oh. not, trying, I'm not trying to get anybody's valid, validation, so yeah. Shit, nigga, you do PCP? I, hey, who knows? 
Anyway, um. Y'all buy that outfit? I know you got five in that pocket, man. One thing that we both have in common is that we we are both into fashion, right? That's kind of what really drew me into like wanting to be your friend. You know a lot about fashion. You always dress nice. Um, but you got, you got a CDG shirt on right now. You got oh yeah, I had to I had to bring out the black one. I had to bring yeah, out the black one today. Yeah, I just got the flesh shirt on. I'm lazy as hell. I'm <laughs> Um, but who inspired you like to get into that type of stuff, like the fashion and stuff? I think um first and foremost, my older brother. Just like that's just like, you know, seeing Big Brother do all of, you know, get him like get dressed up and you mm-hmm. know, showing me how to like tie my shoelaces the cool way and wear the shirt the right way, how to wear mm-hmm. a belt like the like you know, like he taught me how to do it like in person and seeing him, you know, get the girls or whatever he got from clothing like that kind of inspired me as a little brother like oh, I'm trying to be like him but then again it's also people like Kanye and people like people like Virgil and then all them dudes that's running the game right now like it's just crazy because it's never been so much inclusion of black people in fashion and right mm-hmm. now is the time to, to, to see it so I mean just in general like my style inspirations from people like Jean-Michel Basquiat and all the way to people like you know like like Jonah Hill like you know like it's <laughs> It's, it's it's a it's a it's a wide range of people that I'm inspired by when it comes to clothing. So, yeah, I'd say first and foremost my older brother, and then then you can I could I could go on for days naming celebrities, ASAP Rocky and Tyler the Creator and all these people who who and Pharrell Williams. I think Pharrell's one oh, of my man, favorite. For real. You know P. You know skateboard yeah. P. Got them. He's like the legend, the guy. So Pharrell's like, definitely one of the most well-dressed individuals i've ever seen but i think but i think rocky has to be at least top 10 of all time i mean because he it's like it's just the swagger and the confidence he has when he like wears it like i mean it's the same thing with like when young thug wore the dress right like it's like it's the confidence and knowing that like this is what i'm wearing and i don't really care what nobody thinks about it this is me i think it's cool so i'm aware so yeah i mean for sure like those those are definitely some of Pharrell is like God level, man. That's that's he's 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 amazing. Yeah. And you and you uh you brought up Kanye, and I know we're both huge Kanye guys. I, I remember we had a like long conversation just about Kanye. About, about Ye. Just yeah. About Ye. Um, have you heard his latest rant, like about like him uh wanting to give the masters back to all the people in good music and how he's fighting for like artists equality. Right when he was, when he peed on the Grammy, right, 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 right. I remember that. I remember um, that. <laughs> when I seen that, the first thing I thought about was you and what you would think about that. And I want to tell you that I don't think that this is a bad rant. I don't. Yeah, think- I agree. I mean, it's like the first thing Kanye has said in probably like two years that I didn't go. Oh my God, Kanye! What? Like this is the first time I went. That's pretty reasonable. This is a pretty good rant. Kanye might not be that crazy. I mean, I never I don't think Kanye is crazy. I think crazy is a really dismissive word. I mean, we know he got, you know, he got bipolar and he's all stuff. I mean, the brother, he's struggling. He he got his own issues. Yeah. I don't blame him. You know, I can't judge nobody, but like, yeah, he be saying some dumb ass shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> let's be just be real. But this is I feel like this is a really good 
thing for artists. And I know you're a huge, huge advocate for what's right. And like what's, especially like now, right? Um, What have you been doing to like kind of help yourself during this pandemic? And like through all like the racist and racism and all that stuff, Black Lives Matter and stuff. What have you doing to keep yourself like, okay, I'm still Mickey at the end of the day? I mean, of course, because I, I mean, like, I think first and foremost, like, I, I, that is me. Like, there's the revolutionary in me. There's the QEP mm-hmm. Newton and Fred Hampton and like the, the Black Liberation and all that. That's a part of me. That's a part of who I, who I align myself with. My identity is Blackness. It's tied to that. It's innately tied to that. So, I mean, going to protests and signing petitions and posting things on Instagram and getting people to come out and vote and helping people register and all that, that's, that's definitely something I've had to partake in. But like you said for your question, what am I doing to still be me? I mean, like, it's art. Like, art is the freedom at the end of the day. Like, it's mm-hmm. that thing that I can come home to or be outside or just be thinking and, like, just create. Like, just to be the, – the freedom to create whatever I want is what keeps me sane because it's like we live in a crazy world like i feel like everybody like you know we got rules and, and you gotta put a suit on and look both ways before you cross the street and we think the world is in order but it's not like if you look at the news every day the world is about to end right like if you just if you read everything in the news you would think every day the world is about to end but yeah. it doesn't you know like you wake up the next morning and you're still you you're still where you're at i'm still in my bed like it's just continual, it's a continual cycle. So, you know, I think just the freedom to create whatever I want once I get home in my notes or just writing down whatever, because, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, as you know, I'm a, I'm a creative in all forms of the work. Awesome. I mean, like, yeah. like you, you know, whether it be writing a script or writing jokes for my standup or, or getting an idea for a sketch or, or doing a, a stupid scene outside, like a monologue, or like I, I always reference this, like I say I see the world in Super 16 film because like as a director, you just have to add the eye to see like, okay, I might be outside, but I'll go, how would I compose this shot? If I had a camera with me right now and I'm shooting this location, how would I compose this shot? Where would I move that? What would the blocking be for this scene, right? Yeah. And so yeah. It's, that, it's, that internal, uh, it's that internal noise in my head that never gets calmed down, even at night when you're trying to go to sleep, right? Like, I can't shut my brain off. It's just yeah. a million ideas. Like I, like last night, you know, you just I, I was trying to go to sleep, thought of something. I was like, I can write this down. Got up by my bed, wrote it down on a stick, you know, put it on my wall. So it's like, I think it's that internal noise and that ability to create whatever I want is what keeps me sane and keeps Mickey Mickey, regardless of what's going on outside. But I think then again, it is also very important to partake in whatever and everything that's going on right now because. I mean, whether it be you having to vote or mm-hmm. you having to get your voice heard and hitting the streets and protesting, we got to partake in it. Because right now is the most, probably the most important time of our lifetime. So, yeah, man. Do you think that everyone has that in like that internal voice that you've been talking about creativity, creatively? Oh, I couldn't get that out. <laughs> I think everybody does. It just depends on how much you want to listen to. Like, people have the ability to be creative. I feel like everyone has the ability, but no one takes it. Because we have, like, 
Like I was wait, 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 wait. Before you keep going, run that back. Run that back to Ro. Run that back one more time. <laughs> you want me to say it again? Yeah, say it again. Uh, I think everybody has the ability to be creative, but no one takes message. Like you, you, you. Like I was just thinking about this the other day. Like I hate the word aspiring. Like you, you ever notice everybody's always like, I'm an, I'm an aspiring this. I'm an aspiring that. Yes. Like yo, you either are or you are. Or you're not. It's like it's like a it's like labels are. I was just talking to my friend about this today. Like labels are really stupidly important in our world, right? Like mm-hmm. to label everything. Like, oh, you're this and you're that and you're this and you're that and I'm a this and I'm a that. It's like it's become such a big part of who we identify ourselves with, rather than ideas or concepts, right? Mm-hmm. So you you might see a seven year old, you know, like I hate the word prodigy too, but like a seven year old prodigy in France painting a Picasso painting, right? And people call that little kid an artist, but a 35 year old who's, you know, in his bedroom trying to paint for the first time isn't an artist, what separates the two? Like people mm-hmm. tell like people come up to me and they're like, oh, you know, man, like, I'm like, what, yo, so what do you do? And they're like, I heard you're an artist. So, you know, I'm an aspiring uh, photographer, right? It's like, well, do you take photos? It's like, yeah. And then it's like, are you trying to be a photographer professionally? They're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, then you're a photographer. You may be a shitty one. You may not be getting paid, but you're a photographer. Like it, it's that, it's that kind of sorry feeling for themselves. Like that feeling of like, oh, you know, like I'm an aspire. You can't aspire to do that. You either are or you aren't. Now as an artist, you can aspire to win a Grammy or an Oscar or make the best painting or best photo. But like you either are that thing or you aren't. And, and I think that kind of that way of thinking is not for the weak minded. It's not for the weak hearted. It's not for people with thin skin, because if you don't have thick skin, you're not going to be able to accept the fact that, oh, I'm not that. That's not who I am. I can't just pretend or be a freeloader on this concept of artist or whatever. But, you know, that that in the word prodigy, I hate the word prodigy because like, you know, I'm, I'm 14 and I'm, I'm a sophomore in high school. So I'm going to grade ahead and like I'm graduate. I'm going to be 16 in my senior year, graduating at 17. Like I'm the best artist in my department. Like, you know, everything, every time I meet people and like I tell them how old I really am, they're like, oh, oh, like, I, I didn't think you were going to be 14. Like you're so smart for your age or you're this or you're whatever. But it's like, or like when people, and then people say like prodigy. And I hate that word because it's like, there's no such thing as a prodigy. It's just when it's you get in mean. line like yeah what, what what does prodigy mean like it's just that it's that people at certain ages just align with different things like i'm I, I got with this at a young age right like i've been doing this whole film making thing since i was 13 i've wanted that and had that ambition and passion since i was like 12 and 13 and now i'm 14 and i'm surprisingly good mm-hmm. i just so happened to get into it younger but i think the best part about it like about filmmaking that kind of humbles me every time is that like the average age uh, of a director to direct the first feature film is 30. That's young. In the, as a, in, in the director's world, 30 is young. So it, it, it really grounds you when you, because in our society, you know, right now, like if you're not a millionaire by 25, it feels like the world's ending, right? Like everybody's like, you know, every, every day you see another kid that's like younger than the last one in the news becoming a celebrity. Because anybody now, it's 15 minutes of fame everywhere, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. And so, you know, we, we try to rush everything. 
but it's like man like don't don't rush that just figure it out and, and stay down like i was at this this place performing two days ago i was performing a poem and i was talking to this guy and he's like you know you, you got all these great ideas why don't you just make them now and i was like well i'm 14 right so if i wait until let's say for example 16 right mm-hmm. if i stay down right now and get even better technically uh, aesthetically in, in whatever i'm creating once I'm 16, right, I'll have two years more of experience and two years more of networking and finding the right people who will fund my film or people who could be in it or people casting directors that will cast me in those roles. And now I'm still 16. I'm still young as hell, but I've got way more than I've got I, that than I had when I was 14. Yeah. It's like people don't know the, the process of like, taking your time and doing this good like there's this concept in japan called um don't don't touch the rice it's mm-hmm. basically where sushi masters in japan they don't you know like if you want to make sushi you go for the fish first right that seems like the most complicated part of making the sushi yeah but yeah. in japan sushi masters they don't let the young people that are trying to become sushi masters they don't let them touch even the rice for 10 years and that's a really long process 10 years you got to learn how to just make rice and then the next 10 years, you learn how to make fish. And by the end of those 20 years, you know how to make the best sushi in Japan. But that's, that's not how we do it in America. In America, everybody's just trying to grab the fish. Everybody just wants to grab the fish first. But, I mean, you become the best in your sphere, in your circle, in whatever you're doing, when you focus on the rice and then go to the fish. So, yeah, well, knowledge dark for y'all. I feel like that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. But I feel like that people, we as a people, including myself, we're so stuck in our ways. I feel like that's why I feel like that's why people use the words inspire, prodigy. We're so stuck in our ways, so stuck in this box. And we're so scared to see what's outside the box to realize, well, can't everybody be a prodigy? Mm. Isn't everybody inspiring to be something greater than what they are? Mm-hmm. what they were and to touch on what you said about like the tough skin my dad told me like not everybody is meant to be a boss mm-hmm. not everybody is made for it not everybody has the skin for it not everybody has the mindset for it and that's why you see a lot of people who really don't understand where like we as artists come from when we say that okay Kanye might like this is a good rent from Kanye mm-hmm. or like when we do something very drastic people don't really understand because they're so the mind state. their mind state they're not meant to be a they're not meant to be a boss mm-hmm. and and i think that i think in our society sorry for cutting you off but like i think because i heard lebron talk about this the other day it's like no one wants to play the role if you're a bench player if you're a sixth man sixth, you're not the mvp the sixth man speaking Stay of the LeBron, not, not to cut you off anyway danny green or cal kuzma <laughs> is watching this podcast Y'all better not get no minutes on Sunday. We were calling this on Saturday. Y'all seen this on, on Wednesday. But y'all y'all not getting no minutes. Y'all was so mad when Danny Green missed that one shot. They could have won the championship, oh, bro. My goodness. You saw my post, right? I was like, don't call me. Don't call me exactly. You don't matter Bro, I just turned my TV off and just did my homework. Like that's oh, how sad. I didn't even get. I didn't. Even, I just went. Did your homework? I went to bed. I went to sleep. 
I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I was restless. I was like, I couldn't even, I went to bed. I was like, I can't do this, not tonight. But um, my bad, keep going. I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah, I, I was going to say, um, no one wants to play their role, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that, and that kind of touches back on what I was saying earlier. Like, learn how to cook the fish. Learn how to cook the rice. If you don't learn how to cook the rice, you'll never test the fish. But everybody's so focused on trying to be the MVP, the star player, the whatever, right? That they don't, they don't try to, like, learn how to do the basic thing. Learning the fundamentals, regardless of if it's basketball or art or whatever you're trying to do, like, you have to learn the fundamentals. You got to learn how to stay down and have the ambition and, and the goal to, like, actually do it, to actually love that thing. Because I don't think a lot of people love what they're doing, right? Like, if you look at a majority of people in college, right, they, they make it to their sophomore year, they have no, like, no idea of what they want to major in, and then they fall into some boring job that they hate that pays a lot of money, right? And it's the same sort of thing with, with, with celebrities and fame in that a lot of people want to be famous. Everybody wants to be famous and rich and popular and shit, but no one actually loves what they're doing. So they're trying to be, say you're trying to be a singer. You want to be a singer because you want to make money. You want to be famous. You don't, not because you love singing. So you're going to fall out of it. You're not going to do that thing. You're not going to learn how to do, hit that perfect note or do that perfect falsetto or run or whatever you do as a singer, mm-hmm. right? So I think a big part of it is, is, is just people not loving what they want to do because they just want to have something else. Their goal is not to do this thing the best that they can. Their goal is to, is, it's corrupting. So like, if you look at Kobe Bryant, right? Mm. Kobe won five rings, rest in peace to the legend, but Kobe won five rings, man. Like that's because he loves basketball. That's because he, not because he wanted to make money or because he wanted to do this, that, and the third, because he loves basketball. Why do you think LeBron is in his 17th season almost dropping triple doubles in the finals because he loves basketball. They took so, the time to learn the game inside and out. They're inside all- and out because they love it. So I think even with Kanye, um, when you're talking about it, like the mindset that people have that they don't understand Kanye or when we as artists mm-hmm. uh, like sort of co-sign or like Kanye, I think it's funny because there's this quote that Kanye gave in an interview where he's like, if you're a fan of me, you're not a fan of me, you're a fan of yourself. I'm giving you the keys, the, the extra step, that espresso to be confident in yourself. Mm-hmm. I think as we as artists, um, there's a confidence in our humility. Like, you you know this as, as another actor, like, it's embarrassing to do a monologue or to be vulnerable in front of other people or to try something for the first time or to do this scene with somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing to let yourself be open like that. But there's but this sort of... To but you have to and there's this sort of confidence you develop from that like mm-hmm. i've already embarrassed myself doing this so when you're walking around you're more comfortable you know exactly what you need to do having the opportunity to fail allows for us as artists to succeed so wait wait, wait, wait. before you get too deep why do you think people are so scared to fail why do you think people are so scared to fall because people are worried about other people's perception it's not necessarily about oh I failed. I'm disappointed in myself. I think the best people, the most successful people are more disappointed in themselves at the fact that they did something wrong rather than, oh, that girl saw me just fall. I'm embarrassed or da 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 da. I I really like that person, but they just saw me completely ruin my monologue. I'm embarrassed. 
you're not supposed to be looking at other people's perception. When you look like that, when you when you have that fear of like, what does this person think of me and this, that, and the third, you you'll be so focused on failing, you won't even try to think. And that's that's where I think, and that that again, that ties back to that aspiring bullshit. Like mm. people are afraid to say that I'm 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 trash right now, I'm fucking up, right? Yeah. No one wants to admit that they're bad. But you have to start off bad to get good. Like that's just that's just real shit. But no one wants to say that because they're afraid of failing. They're afraid of other people's perceptions of them. And so once you kind of drop that whole like and I think you really understand this as an actor because there is no, there's no confidence or cool points in acting. Like oh, you're either good or you're bad. Like there's nothing cool about being an actor. You just have to do it and you have to do it good. Yes. And, and so, you know, like it's real shit. There's nothing, it's not like being a, a, let's say like a football player, right? You can be all cocky and confident when you're out on the field, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in art, there is, there's, there's nothing to that. It's just the fear. The only thing that holds back artists is the fear of failure and not making it. Those two things are, are, are what kills an artist. I feel like I feel like artists, we have to feel more than athletes have to feel. Mm. We have to go deeper internally. And not just actors, like painters, musicians, writers, every, every art form, right? We have to dig in deeper. And like you were saying, that's really, that's really embarrassing to dig in deeper and bring your true self out there for mm-hmm. people to see. But that's the best art. The best art is the most real, painful, vulnerable, raw, crying, snot bubbles. That's what people want to see. I mean, even in comedy, though, too, I think, I think a lot of people don't understand, like, that, by the way, not meaning to cut you off again, but comedy is like literally one of the hardest jobs ever. Like, oh yeah, it's it's one of the most complicated things to like, do. It's one of the hardest jobs ever. I mean, making somebody cry is easy, but making them laugh is impossible. It's it's all because I'm saying like you got to look at it right. Even in comedy, right? Like all the coolest people we love are funny, right? Like when you think mm-hmm. about your friends or your family, whoever, they're funny, yeah. and people get it confused. They think. Um, like they get confused with the idea of being cool because you're funny and trying to be cool so you can be funny. Like, like don't try and tell jokes just because you think this person will like you or like because you want that girl to think you're cute or whatever. Because that shit comes off as corny. That's that's not genuine. That's not that's not how like we were talking about. It's not raw. It's, even being doing comedy, if you're doing something stupid or funny on stage, that's vulnerable, right? Because no one else is willing to do that. That's why we laud comedians. We praise them so much because they're willing to say and do whatever that we wouldn't do, that we as people are just too scared to like actually do. And that's, that's where comedy comes from. That's is making you laugh because you're like, holy shit, he just said that or she um, just did that. I was talking to a person the other day about Dave Chappelle. And they was like, oh, Dave God, Chappelle. Level. Like he's a like he's cool or whatever but he his he's just homophobic and transphobic and i was like but that's what makes him so funny like i'm not homophobic or transphobic myself but but the fact that he so can express that so easily and just the fact that he can just make jokes about it it's just 
it's hilarious. I think more, more. I think more than that. I don't think it's necessarily one. I, I actually disagree with the concept that Dave Chappelle is homophobic or trans. I don't think he's homophobic either. He's not homophobic or transphobic because I think people confuse uh, the person with the artist, right? Like we talk about this with musicians all the time. Right? Oh, <laughs> shit! We talk about this with musicians all the time, right? Like when we find out a musician or a, a whatever they they do something in private as just them as a person, well, like, should we still listen to their art? Now with Dave Chappelle, and I think with comedians in general, because as a person that writes stand up and as a person that writes comedy sketches or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I know the difference in that. I might write something in my stand up jokes that I would never say as me, just as Mickey. Like, I'm pretty sure if a, if a, if a, homo, if a, a transgender person came to Dave Chappelle, he wouldn't be transphobic because they asked him for help or if he needed to, you know, do something like a like a regular task, like he's not gonna be like Deshaun's not gonna go, ew, you're tra- you're you're a transgender person. But I think and and the issue is that nowadays there are blatant racists and homophobes and transphobes that just call it comedy or dark humor, and and they think that that like validates their racism or their homophobia and their transphobia, mm-hmm. and that shit ruins it for actual comedians. Because actual comedians' jobs are to make you laugh. That person up there might not be the exact same person when they walk off. You know what I'm saying? People forget comedians are people. And when you go up there, like, a, a lot of the stories, I think something that a lot of people that are in crowds don't get, like, some comedians' stories are not true stories. They tell it like it is, right? Mm-hmm. They say it as if they really live through it, but it's just material. It's the same way that, you know, an artist can sing about a girl that broke his heart, but like, you know, he it might not have dated a girl that broke his heart, right? But it still resonates because he's that's his material. That's her material, right? And it's the same thing with comedians. Like people think that Dave Chappelle is homophobic or transphobic, and he's not. It's just like when you see him up there, right? And you can tell the difference too. I feel like people can really tell the difference. Because there's some people that go up there and they're actually racist and homophobes and transphobes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that nigga means that shit. He's not, he's not joking. He's just on the stage, but he's not joking. With Dave, it's, it's him telling jokes. It's, it's a part of his routine. If you went to Dave Chappelle as a person and said, are you okay with, uh, with trans people? Or even in his jokes and his stand-up, like, what pisses me off is that people watch a, a, a 30-second clip of his stand-up bit. Mm-hmm. Literally the setup to the joke. Or That's just not even the enough. That's not even and, enough. And they don't hear, like... I remember watching his uh, his sketch, his uh, his stand-up uh, special, Equanimity, and he talked. That was the one where he talked. He got in a lot of trouble for talking about uh, transgender people. And literally right after the joke, he goes, "I am all for transgender rights and people being free to express themselves as much as they want." That like, do you not see like the direct contrast? Like, if someone tells a joke, it's material, but he also genuinely means this stuff when he's trying to help people. Like. Or when he, he made a joke about um, like Hillary Clinton and he was like, he was like, uh, it was like watching Darth Vader give the I have a dream speech. And this lady, like this lady in the crowd, she got mad. Like she was like, she kind of like fixed her face. And he's like, lady, I know you're a Hillary supporter. Don't get me wrong. I voted for Hillary too, but it didn't feel as good as it should have felt. And, and that, and that's like, that's the truth. Like his stand-up specials and what he's saying on that stage is material. Like, and I think also though, we have to address the, the real thing of like, okay, this is a little deep, but like 
modern day liberalism is not necessarily about actual inclusion and helping people. I feel like nowadays, like, why do you think like in DC, right? Like you remember when, they, when the Black Lives Matter Plaza, when they first painted it, right? Yeah. Like we as people were like, hey, we want actual social justice reform and we want things to be better for black people. Yeah. Instead, they just painted Black Lives Matter on the street and then just kind of said, hey, deal with that. Be happy with that. But they've been doing this for forever, though. Like how they're they're trying to change the names of, like, uh, Aunt Jemima and, like... um, But all those different things, Uncle Ben's and stuff like that. Like, it's like that is is a direct product of modern day liberalism in that we don't because like people and, and to be honest modern day liberalism is controlled by white people like if you if you look at what is okay to say as a democrat or a liberal right mm. it's it's all controlled by white people because look at black lives matter for example i've been saying black lives matter for five years right since yeah. 2015 since like you know from the root of that shit yeah. And for years, people called me a, a like a radical and a terrorist and a this, that, and a third. Mm-hmm. And then this year, white people got okay with it. And now it's everywhere you go, right? Like, it's, it's not necessarily about actual justice and reform and helping people more than it is giving people something to, to just feel good about. Black people are still systemically held down. Breonna Taylor still hasn't gotten justice. George Floyd's police officer, Derek Child, and the one that killed him, just got out on bell and just he gets to go on. somewhere else like it's not about actual social justice reform it's just people wanting something to get mad at and that's as somebody who was born in this era i'm not an old head that's like oh you know it was good back when everybody was racist and homophobic no <laughs> i'm all for inclusion and getting people to to feel free and self-identifying however they want loving whoever they want being whoever they want i am all for that because I'm an artist and I know how it feels to be judged because you're trying to do something that's more open-minded and, and no one wants to see it, right? Yeah. So I'm all for people, whether it be the LGBTQ community, I'm black myself. I want black people to get things better or, 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 or the Asian community, or black community, Hispanic community, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, like I want everybody to get better together. But when it comes to jokes, comedy is an art form. And, and what he's saying up there is material. And I think people just need to, because at first I'm not gonna lie, like I had that same feeling when I saw some of Dave's like newer jokes, I was like, I don't know how to feel about that. But then as, I, like, as a comedian, I started writing jokes and I noticed like, he doesn't mean that shit. Like think about how much sexist shit is said in comedy, right? No one ever complains about the sexism in comedy, right? Because you know those are fucking jokes. <laughs> Clearly, they're fucking jokes. But the moment you bring up uh, gay people, transgender people, then it becomes an issue. And also, it's it's hard to grapple with the fact that, like, let's be real, like, within the LGBTQ community, right? There's racism. Like, gay white people are still white. There's still racism that can happen to them. Mm -hmm. And and it's, it's, it's scary because I feel like due to how how our society works, right? With how like, look at the Republicans, right? They won't ever say anything bad about Trump because they know that if they criticize themselves, if they say anything internal, then it's immediately kicking out, oh, you're a traitor. You don't actually, you're not behind the cause. Mm-hmm. And now because of that mentality of the Republicans and the right wing and the conservatives, 
It's come over to liberalism now, too. It's come over to Democrats and the left. You can't say anything bad about your own political party. You can't say anything criticizing uh, something you believe in. Now, just because I criticize something doesn't mean I'm against it. I just want it to be the best that it can be. So I'm all for gay rights, but maybe we should make sure that black gay people get the same amount of representation and they get the same amount of fair treatment as gay white people. Or transgender people getting, black trans people getting the same access to healthcare as white trans people. But if you say that, then it's like, oh wait, are you actually for the cause? Are you, are you a conservative? Are you right wing? No, I'm not, but I want things to be better. So you have to criticize it. For sure. Damn, you did get deep, but that's what that's I like. Okay. This is I what the you. Arts Block podcast is about, people. Truth. Um, you want to say, let me open my window, I'm hot as fuck. Go ahead, bro, take your time. And we're back. We took a little break. Mickey had changed his shirt and closed his window because he started to get hot because all the fire that he was saying. Um, but Mickey, do you or do you not go to Duke Ellington School of the Arts? Uh, I plead the fifth, Yana. No, uh, <laughs> I no, I do, man. I, I do. you know, uh, we go to the same. We're in the same. I'm class. just, I'm just making, I'm just making sure you still claim it, my brother. I'm just making sure you still. Yeah, claim. I, still I still claim. I still claim. Um, what are your honest opinions on the school now? Before you even start, if you cap in, I'm gonna call you out on it straight like that. All right, continue. I just wanna uh, before we start, I would just like to say I do still want to go to the school. No, so no, no, no. this. Um, I, I, I don't mean any of this. I don't know who this man is. I've never met Eric Curry. This is not me. He's cloned me and made a video of me talking. So, but all right, honest opinion. Mm. I think that, I think school, I think it's better if you want to go to art school as in like art college. Like if you want to go to college and do art there too, like Mm -hmm. Duke is a good school for you because like as a person who doesn't really want to go to college, like as somebody who wants to kind of just be able, one, because financially that's an issue in and of itself how complicated art schools are and how expensive they are but also like um just as somebody who knows they're good enough to do this out of high school right yeah. um it, wait hold on wait before we get like i'm i'm sorry i gotta drift off for a little bit because something just came in my mind that i want to ask you do you find it weird when artists tell other artists like how like older artists tell us like oh stay in school go to college do you like find that weird? Cause I do. I, I think it's, I think, I think it's just them being old to be honest with you. Like think about it. There's stuff that you was told when you was younger. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're like, this is stupid. And then you get older and you like, you don't really believe in it. Right. Like yeah. they might not actually think you should go to school, but yeah. just because they're old heads, they're going to say it anyways. Right. Like mm -hmm. same thing with music. Right. Like in the nineties, there was dudes from the seventies and eighties who were like, this nineties rap sucks. And now we're in our, in the 2010s and the niggas from the nineties are like, this shit sucks. This is trash. Mm -hmm. So I think that like, I don't, I think it is weird, but then again, I know that 
like like I said earlier, like I'm not looking for anyone's validation and I don't really care. Like they just say it because they know realistically, like that's just the easiest thing to say because art is such an uncertain job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like being, it's not like being a stockbroker or being an accountant, right? Like this is not something you're going to have and then you can just, you know, you'll be good in a second. It's, it's kind of an uncertain job. And the reality of art is that people don't make it. Like, you could love art, but you're not going to be famous. Some people, like, not, and not only you, Eric, but I mean, like, as in, No, like, I know, I know. It's the truth and the reality in that, like, some people are just not going to be famous artists. Some mm-hmm. people are just not going to be really rich artists. You might get kind of rich or not rich at all or yeah. semi-famous or not famous at all. Mm-hmm. But it really is, I think people would, like, need to understand, like, this whole being a celebrity thing and, like, making a whole bunch of money off of art, I think it's all about preparation and, and luck, you know? It, it, it Just some people just got lucky. They were at the right place at the right time with the right abilities. Mm-hmm. So I, I think more than anything, they're just, them just saying go to school is just them saying it because they have to. And I think the more important, I think a better thing they should say is, is try to be the best at what you're doing. Try to become the best at what you're at. Because I think a lot of people sit around waiting for a handout. Like, oh, like, you know, like, <laughs> if I make this one song, I'll make one really shitty song and P. Diddy will come to the hood and sign me. Like, no, like, you can't just sit there and expect that to happen, right? Now, yeah. say by coincidence, P. Diddy does, like, he does show up to your hood mm-hmm. and he is going, yo, I need to sign somebody the bad boy. You know, like, then then this could be your opportunity. But if you made one shitty song, right, mm-hmm. you might have gone to art school, but if you make one shitty song, Diddy's not going to sign you. No. So I think, <laughs> but, but think about it, right? If you had been sitting there trying to become the best musical artist that ever existed, working your ass off to make the best songs possible, not waiting for Diddy because you were chasing it on your own, mm-hmm. but it just so happens that luck and preparation meet, You'll, you'll, you'll be the one and you'll get it. So I think they should just, I think it is kind of weird, but I also understand why they do it. It's, okay. it's just old people shit. Okay. All right, now back on, back to, uh, back to Duke. On Duke, yeah. Um, like I said, I feel like Duke is a good school for you if, if you want to like go to art school like as as in in college and i feel like duke is a better school for people who are like interested in art but Mm -hmm. aren't that invested yet like because it's a commitment like going to that school and you know this firsthand eric because you're in the theater department like going to that school is a commitment like you're you're gonna have to let go of a couple things to go to that school (laughs) you want to go in you want to talk about it <laughs> um nah. <laughs> you don't want to lose your spot. You well know? nah, yeah. Um actually yeah, I'll talk about it. I had to um I had to drop I had to drop friends. I had to drop uh like my game. I had to stop playing my game. I had to stop talking to some of my really good friends from middle school that I really wish I haven't stopped talking to because I really fuck with them. Um what else? I lost sleep. Lost free time, basically everything that I really sports, everything that I really like doing, I can't really do no more. I feel you, and I think I think, and that's the thing, it's the commitment. 
like that that is a very real thing and i think that's something that people who aren't artists don't get about art like yeah. doing art and loving it is a commitment message do bro that's from like spending just like for me right mm. like i spend hours of my day like being a filmmaker uh and, and an actor is, it, it's weird because film watching like movies is not something you can do in five minutes right like i can't look at another like it's not like painting right i can look at another guy's painting and go wow that painting's really nice i'm gonna paint that i can't do that with film you have to watch all two hours of the movie to understand the first act the second act and the third act and see the different performances and the and the way they use dan Harmon's story circle or whatever and, and it's like it takes time but i love doing it so i'm fine with sitting there for hours on end watching different cinematographers work on on uh, on how this scene works or how they want to do the lighting on that part or how they changed it to a cook lens instead of using a this lens or mm -hmm. anamorphic versus spherical like all these different things because i love it so i think yeah i mean duke if you want to be an artist because i think the bad thing is that they accidentally give the impression like i, I call it the david the david chappelle effect and that you know dave didn't go to college right like he yeah. he graduated from duke and just went straight to comedy and he yeah. broke off and became a celebrity i think people everybody thinks they're going to be dave chappelle when they go to that high school and they think that the moment you leave high school you know you'll be able to just you know boom you'll be a star mm -hmm. but that's not how it works so i think that if you're you're saying, artist, just what happened to dave was luck and preparation luck and preparation coming together and that's and i think people don't don't understand that so when they come to school a lot of people are disappointed that it's not like you know that's not like a, a movie you know like everybody thinks it's gonna be like all oh, people dancing on the stairs and high singing school musical high school musical like uh, we go to class singing. too it's, it, <laughs> yeah, we do science and shit. Yeah. like it's like surprisingly know. disappointing but um <laughs> i think honestly though like it's the best place to be if you are an artist because mm -hmm. at least in the dmv because mm -hmm. let's be real the dmv is not the place to be if you're an artist in general we all are trying to get out of here and move to new york or la or wherever which is chicago anywhere other than dc because the dmv is a small market it's not a place to to really have like we don't even have a mall in dc i gotta go to virginia to go to a mall you know it feels like i gotta take the train and shit it's fucking crazy no but um no, nah, I feel you. Like, but it's like, you know, I feel like if you're an artist, it's a great place to be because you're surrounded by creative minds. Yeah. Like, like even this podcast, right? This, mm -hmm. this is, this is this moment right now, us being on this podcast together mm -hmm. has come to fruition because you're a creative mind. I'm a creative mind. We just so happen to be, you know, at the same school in the same grade at the same time. And you started a podcast and now I'm on it. Right. I've gotten this opportunity because I was with like-minded creative individuals. Mm -hmm. And I think more than anything at Duke, um, the environment uh, that you create for yourself at that school uh, will define how successful your high school experience will be. Because I see people who don't try to create a good environment for themselves at that school mm -hmm. and they have a horrible time. And it's terrible. You should, like I don't want to name names, but yeah. Eric, I feel like you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause Duke can go. Duke is ghetto as hell. I think people don't get that. Duke could be ghetto as hell. It's ratchet as shit. 
I don't know why, like, people, when we, when I try to tell people about Duke, like, they don't really believe me. They be like, oh, no, nah, y'all, the art school, y'all supposed to be the... Right. We have flaws, too. Like, right. <laughs> I hate this thing where we put on, like, artists and, like, celebrities where, like, we, like, they can't be perfect or, like, we have to be, oh, we're held to a higher standard. We're mm. in high school, bro. Right. Them over there? Yeah. They do drugs. Them right. over there? Yeah. They have sex. Yeah, right. we're in high school. We're not perfect. Right. This is this is every day. Like this is like it's high school. It's like it's high, high school, school kids. What do you expect? Like we're high school. We're high school creatives. Like you know, it's high school. What do you think? Of course, a couple dicks are gonna get sucked. It happens. Man. It happens. Like it's high just, school. High school. We, we out here, man. Smiling. <laughs> like we out here. But I think like yeah, like. You, it depends on the environment you create for yourself because it, it can go bad really quickly. It can. It can go bad really quickly if you don't mm-hmm. figure your shit out. Like, in a, like, and I don't think people understand how quickly it can go bad. Like, it can happen in a blink. Like, one minute you can be known as that dude, right? That, like, top. You know, like the next day, you can feel, fall straight to the bottom off of some rumors, some accusations, something. Like it's just, and, and I think that's real though. I think that's real though because yeah. in the real world, that shit can happen too. Everything mm-hmm. can disappear in a second, right? Yeah. So, I think it 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 really is about it's it's all about the environment you create for yourself because you know this like. I'm not gonna tout it because like it's like you know I'm not about to be like sexing and all that, but like you know I I'm, I know everybody at the school. I'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty popular, right? Mm-hmm. And and so it for me like I know people who are popular for the wrong reasons, right? Yeah. And that's that's bad, you know. If you're if you're no, nah, I don't want to say that, but if you're you know if you're known for certain things, that's not necessarily what you want to be associated with, right? Mm-hmm. So it. It's all about the environment you create for yourself when you're at the school because certain people don't create that because like I'm with you, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I be with you and Raina and all all my friends and stuff. Like we, we be with each other and we know that's a good environment for us to be. Because mm-hmm. like I said earlier, it's a, it's a place when I'm with y'all, I feel comfortable failing. I feel comfortable doing things wrong because when you do things wrong, right? And, and I don't mean as in like, morally wrong but as yeah, in like yeah, like no. as in like art right like yeah. I, I i could do something like i could fuck up my monologue and i'm okay with doing it in front of y'all because i know y'all aren't judging i and, know y'all are just there to make me better and this is why i think like what we learn at duke is really important don't get me wrong but i feel like the relationships you make are just as or even more important because once you fall like how you were saying like how me reina uh, tashi how all of us are there we're there to pick you right back up. Like, nah, you ain't gonna stay down here, my brother. You about to go back, <laughs> about to go back, try this again. Right, right. It's the relationships, man, that we pick up, that we know, like, these are relationships that some of us might have for life. Like, mm-hmm. who knows? Like, who knows how far this relationship with me and you can go, Mickey? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what's so special. Just the relationships, like what we learn is good too, but the relationships are so special. Valuable. Yeah. And I think, I think like people just, people don't understand that. They think that like you go to the school and they teach you how to be a celebrity or they teach you how to do this, that, and the third. 
And it's like, it's, that's not how it works. Like, you know, that's not how it works around here. And I think like, like, um, I'm not going to name teachers' names because I don't want people to get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. But, yeah. um, like, you know, like, certain teachers, sometimes the way it feels is kind of like, they try to do that a little too much, right? Like, they try mm-hmm. to make it like, like, you'll, you know, you'll, you won't be successful. So just listen to everything I have to say because I'm totally smarter and way better than you. Listen to me, right? That puts you in that box. It puts you in the box and, and it's a negative space to be. It's not a good environment. And and like I think the best part of Duke is the tests. Not not assessments and papers and pencils, but I'm saying the test of experience in that you might deal with a teacher like that, right? But if you develop that good environment, right, with like say you, me and Tashi and Raina and all of them and Leela and you know, when you have that environment, even if you get tested by that teacher, even if that teacher like you said, knocks you down. You know you got people around you that'll pick you back up. Yeah. And that's just how real life works too. Because that shit is not pretty. That shit is not beautiful. Becoming successful or rich or whatever you want to be is mm-hmm. not going to go easy. So having that environment and developing those those, those valuable relationships and, and knowing that I got people behind me, cause uh, that are there to help me <laughs> is, is always good, man. And I think it's important. Message! Mickey, our time is almost up. My computer is about to die. Um, one last thing I want to ask you before um, we end this podcast. This is a great podcast, by the way. I'm going to have some a hard time choosing the clip on how to promote this thing because this was so great. Um, one last thing I want to ask you and something I'm going to start asking everybody who gets on this podcast. Um, I want to know who is your favorite artist and why? Like the name of the segment is still in the works, but I just want to know, like, who is your favorite artist and why? Oh, man, how much time you got? <laughs> I got I can... about five minutes. You got five minutes? Okay, cool. Um, man, I could go on for days, man. But I think the the simplest answer I could give you is that, like, I definitely got people I like a lot as an as as artists, but I don't think I have a favorite because I'm inspired by everything, you mm-hmm. know, like just going outside and seeing something on the floor. That's, that's not even necessarily art mm-hmm. um, can inspire. Me, you know, I think that like, if you want specifics, like I think that there are amazing people like Joaquin Phoenix and Paul Thomas Anderson and Barry Jenkins and Marshall, Mar- Marshall Ali. I feel like I'm saying his name wrong, but I love it. Um, the, like Dave Chappelle, like Tyler the Creator, ASAP Rocky, like these are all people. Pharrell, Kanye, these are people that inspire me in that um, they they're valiant artists. They are like they are artists. They love art. They just so happen to also be celebrities and rich, but they love art. What they're making, whether it be through fashion or or, or whether it be through music or film acting or directing martin scorsese is an, is an amazing director oh, who i love a lot martin scorsese is amazing side of the Prime is this amazing uh cinematographer uh rena yang she's also another amazing cinematographer like these are the people that inspire me because they love art like i will always have uh uh this sort of unspoken connection even if i never get to speak to that person or meet that person or whatever Mm-hmm. of just this deep-rooted love and passion for art 
and I will always be able to respect people for that. But favorite artist, man, ah, I use those, use those, the last ones I just used. I, I mean, well, no, nah, I'm using I, the whole clip. I'm using the whole, the whole clip. I mean, look, oh, fuck. Look, okay, I got, I got a couple that I'll pull up right now and just start naming off. Hopefully right. this works. Um, Oh, Brad Pitt is fire. Leonardo DiCaprio, of course. Um, oh, gosh. Who else do I really rock with? Um, I think uh, Takashi Murakami is an amazing artist, too. You can't mm-hmm. hear about Takashi Murakami. That's, that's the guy right there. He's legendary. Um, my older brother's also an artist. I'm really inspired by him. He's the first person, I think, that really made me think, like, this is possible to do. Um, man, I... Just so many artists, so many artists. Every artist sort of inspired me somewhere or the other. Well, thank you so much, Mickey, for coming on the podcast. You this definitely this podcast definitely inspired me. I really appreciate you as a friend, as a brother. Um, anything else you want to tell the people before we get out of here? Anything you want to promote? Oh man. Uh, uh I'll say first and foremost, follow me on Instagram uh, at Mickey Might Die. M I K I Might Die. Um, no spaces, no uppercases. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, uh, follow me on Instagram. I'll, I'll be posting stuff there. Like, I really show a lot of my, like, my artwork and stuff, mm-hmm. whether it be in Photoshop or scripts or short films or creating, whatever. I post a lot on there. Um, so follow me on my Instagram mm-hmm. and, uh, you'll get the updates. You'll, you'll see, you'll see whatever you need to see. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Arts Block Podcast. You can follow my Instagram at Eric Curry the Third. You can follow the podcast at the Arts Block Podcast. Remember that artists never die. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, share, and subscribe, and turn on the post notifications so you can get notified when we post another podcast. This has been the Arts Block Podcast. I'll see you on next week. <laughs>